Hey, what up? You're tuning into the Adventure Between Us podcast, and I'm your host, Destiny Finn. And today, we are going to be talking and asking the question, are Christians intellectually lazy? And we're going to be talking about lazy work. So let's get started. Yes, you did hear it right. Today, we are going to be asking the question, are Christians, quote unquote, intellectually lazy? And that's a very, that's a very good question. Um, <laughs> I've asked this question a lot. I've had conversations with these people, with people about this question, and I've really just mulled over it internally with myself, especially when it comes to taking scripture out of context and just being intellectually lazy and lazy work. Now, if you know me, you've probably heard me say before, I really hate the Bible being taken out of context. I hate it when scripture is taken out of context. And I know I've done it probably before. I know I've done it before, especially in the past. Even if it's just simply saying things like quoting like one Bible scripture verse and taking it out of context in the sense of it's for me, but that's not true because the Bible is written for you, not to you. It's not, oh, this is like, this is what this means for me. Like very, very obvious ones are, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you. Like people take that way out of context. Oh, the Lord's going to give me blessings in the future. Like, yeah, that's true, but it's not going to necessarily be a bougie vacation, Lexus, like all this stuff that people misinterpret with scripture. Um, so it is, it's just, it's really one of my biggest pet peeves. Um, because I don't ever want the Bible to be misunderstood because, and then it misleads other believers. Um, and when I get it taken out of context, even with myself, I'm like, Lord, please forgive me. Like, I did not know what that meant. Like, forgive me for my trespasses, basically. Cause that is basically when you are taking scripture out of context, that's adding to the Bible. Um, that could be also taking away from the Bible. And he says, do not do that. And so the, the verse I'm really just going to kind of be talking about today, which has definitely slightly been irking me lately is in Philippians four, um, specifically verse 12, which says, I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all things in him who gives me strength. And I say this and I bring up this scripture and I'm talking about this scripture today is because I hear it all the time with people of, oh, I've just learned to be content in Christ. Oh, I'm content in Christ. And (laughs) it irks me. And it kind of pisses me off a little bit because I feel like there's a large growing number of quote unquote believers who are widely misinterpreting what it means to be content in Christ. And they use that verse basically as a bypass justification for their lukewarm, mediocre living, their mediocrity, their mediocre living of like, yeah, I'm just content in Christ. You know, like you just need to learn to be content in Christ. Like, oh, you shouldn't, you should stop pursuing all that. You know, like just bare little mom life. You know, I'm just living the good life, content in Christ. And these same people, a lot of times, like I said, it's just, it really irks me because it is, it's a pure bypass justification for lukewarm, mediocre living. And I say that because there's a difference between truly being content in Christ and knowing as long as you're seeking the Lord, you have nothing to worry about and actually being content and resting in him and finding your validation and your, your supplement, your sup your supplication (laughs) in him, tripping on my words, y'all, um, verse actually 
using it as an excuse because you're too lazy to use the gifts that he's given you and that you're too fearful and afraid and now you're living in slothfulness to actually pursue a better life because the Bible did not call you to live like the third servant and just bury your talents in the ground. The Bible did not call you to live. The God, God did not promise and tell you to basically be a poor beggar. He didn't tell you to live paycheck to paycheck. He did not tell you to live in a half-assed mediocre life. That's not what the Bible tells you. If anything, you see the exact opposite in the Bible and every single thing that you see in the Bible tells you to actually go and be a good steward, to invest, to be wise, to have financial means, to have provision, to have supplies for your family for the season to come, to be like the ants. And that's, that's not what you really see when people are like, oh, I'm content in Christ. Usually it's more of the paycheck to paycheck, hand me down goodwill, barely making bills paid kind of mindset. Yet these same people going back to my episode last week irk me because they're also the ones, oh, I'm just a Proverbs 31 woman. And they use that whole scripture. And it's like, do you even know what Proverbs 31 means? Proverbs 31 means that woman was an entrepreneur, man. She bought a vineyard out of her own finances, not her husband's, her own. That means she had money. That means she was doing and making money. She was not only caring for her family, but for her servants, for other people. And I think people forget about that. (laughs) I think people forget that she clothed her family in fine linen and purple. Purple at that time, very expensive. It had to be imported. It had to be specifically made. It was something of royalty. That's not a content in Christ, mediocre, lukewarm life. That's somebody that is, instead of living in fear or making excuses for why she wasn't prepared That was somebody living and seeking the Lord. So she could. She could smile at the future because she had nothing to worry about. Because A, she was trusting in the Lord's provision. B, she was a wise steward with what she had been given. And three, she continually utilized the tools and gifts that the Lord had gave her and that she possessed to succeed. She didn't just one and done and be, oh, I'm good. I'm content now. Oh, yep. I I have my next bill paid. I'm good. I'm barely making it by. I'm good. I have a car that has a thousand problems, but I'm good. I'm content in Christ. And I feel like this kind of gets into slothfulness. And that's that's a sin, guys. Like lazy work. And that's what I'm asking the question. Are Christians intellectually lazy? And I say this because there's a lot of us that are busy doing good things for the Lord, but we're not actually doing the things of the Lord and seeking the Lord in his heart at his feet. And Yeshua was more concerned about us and sitting at his feet than we are doing great things for him. And we need to be reflections of the heart of Yah in this world. And how can we do that if we don't know the heart of Yah? And how do you know the heart of Yah? You know it by seeking him. Because he is transforming us moment by moment into a person who reflects him as a holy God. And he calls us to be holy and that that's who he calls us to be. You know, God has called us to be who he has declared us to be. 1 Peter 1.16, which is holy. And how can you be holy if you are not actually living to the scriptures? And how many of us are truly 
intellectually lazy in the sense that we don't actually know what scripture means. We can't actually cite it. We don't actually spend time getting to understand it. And we just take whatever the pastor, that blog, that podcast says as face value. We read some Twitter quote and we're like, heck yeah, that's the scriptures. When you, But if you actually read the scriptures, that's nothing. There is a lot of Judas teachings out there that have been woven into our culture because there's a lot of false preachers. And the Bible is very clear about that if you read scripture. You know, we have the Judas teachings of Jesus first, others second, yourself last. You have Judas teaching of forgive and forget. No, the Bible tells you to forgive and have discernment. If somebody steals your money out of your wallet, you're not going to trust them to hold your wallet again or else that would just be stupid. That would be a fool. You know, the Bible calls you to live to a certain set of standards, to understand, to seek wisdom and knowledge, to ask him to give you insight. How many of us truly actually ask the Lord for wisdom and insight? Or do we just read the Bible? Oh, I don't understand it. Read my verse. Okay, even though I don't know what it means, I'm going to go about my day. You know, are we actually intellectually lazy? And I feel like there's a lot of Christians that are just settling for quote unquote God as their explanation for everything. You know, and that's something growing up that also really irked me. Yes. The Lord is above all things. His mind is above all things. There will be things that we will never understand as humans because we are not Yahweh himself. The Bible makes that very clear. We are not a sovereign, all-knowing, all-being, limitless being. We have limits. We will die on planet Earth. But... The Bible also says, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be open for you. And that if you ask him for wisdom, he shall give it. And there was a lot of times growing up in Bible school, I would have questions about, well, what does this mean? Well, what about this? And they'd be like, oh, don't ask questions like that. Just you have to trust the Lord, this, that, the other. And it's because they didn't know. But if you actually just started studying and actually seeking, you would actually find out the answers to the questions I was asking. And we do. We just settle for God as our explanation. Maybe you talk to people. And this is also a sense of just lazy and just trying to play the good Christian personality of just, oh, how's your life? And you can clearly see that it's literally crumbling behind them. And they're just like, oh. Praise be to the Lord. He's just so good, so faithful. Like, ah. And you can tell that they don't really believe a word that they're saying, but they're trying to act like they've got it all together. Like say what the a good Christian would say. Um, but they don't actually they don't actually believe it. And in reality, internally, they are struggling so much to believe and to trust that the Lord is gonna provide for him. And so I just, I really challenge you, where are we intellectually lazy? But secondly, where are we lazy with our work? Because lazy work is a type of work that focuses on the bare minimum commitment and energy. Mankind was made to work. You see, in the very beginning of scripture, God told Adam and Eve, go and multiply and work the field. You know, go and take care of the garden. That's what you see. And slothfulness is stuck inwardly and neutral going nowhere. That is what I'm talking about today is lazy work is this lazy intellectual content in Christ when in reality, I think it's more slothfulness stuck inwardly in neutral going nowhere. It's this lukewarm attitude with life. And I guess my question for you is, are you lukewarm with your God given abilities? Because there's a lot of people out there that have God given abilities, but they are just lukewarm and turned off to it. That they are just staying in one city, one town, one area. They have gotten so comfortable. This idol of comfort has just surrounded them and wrapped them in this nice warm blanket of slothfulness. That they are so lukewarm that they are not pursuing the things of Yahweh. And not actually living as an obedient 
follower of him. And they have become a very slothful Christian, but they just switch out the word slothfulness for content. I'm content in Christ. No, ma'am, you're being slothful. Okay, and there is a very clear difference. You know, and it is. It's that lukewarm attitude. It goes back to the concept, you know, the Bible is written for you, not to you. And it's it's made to, you know, teach, rebuke, correct, uplift, proceed to teach and grow you, not just a feel-good word of oh, go through my life, put it on my Instagram, but just continue living a lawless type of life. That's not what the Bible is for. Um, and it's not for you to continue living a lukewarm, mediocre living. You know, slothfulness is laziness, sluggishness, indolence. You know, their bills are barely made. You know, the same people, like I said, it's just, it's this constant lack of desire or performance. Sloth is also abandonment of self. It's abandonment of obedience. And sloth means without care. And how many people do you know, even that are working, they're hard, they're quote unquote, hardworking Christ followers, but they are, they're just okay working a nine to five job, never going anywhere, just working at a cash register. You know, they never have any dreams and imagination and vision for pursuing a different career path, for going higher up the chain, for doing something bigger with their life. They're just okay with their small-minded, content-in-Christ mindset. I can guarantee you can name at least one person in your life that you're thinking, why have they not gone? Why have they not done that? Why have they not? And that right there is slothfulness. You know, and that's honestly, I remember reading something this one time from a pastor and he was talking about this conversation he had with somebody. And the person said, honestly, Christians are the most lazy cultural group of people. And the pastor was like, I wanted to apologize for entire culture, but it really got him thinking about how true that was because more and more did he realize there was a lot of people that were, they were just, okay, working their mediocre lives, making their bills met, just this, that, the other, never actually basically going and pursue that pile of gifts that's right in front of them from the Lord. They just want to sit on the couch. You know, they expected the Lord just to hand it to them. But the thing is, the Bible is an action faith-based Bible. Um, It's faith and works. And the Lord calls you to take action and actually go and get the gift that he has right in front of you. There's nothing holding you back from that gift except for yourself. Um, and he calls you over and over in the Bible to be like the servants with the talents and invest, multiply, grow. You will be blessed. But those of you that just bury it in the ground, oh, I'm content, you know, I'm just content with the one little gift, never doing anything with it. He says, you wicked servant, get out. I do not know you. So my question is for you, which side of that are you on? Are you actually taking the gifts that you have and utilizing them? And are you being a wise steward with what he has? Or are you just kind of milking through life in this boredom state of lukewarmness? And are you going to be called a wicked servant at the end of time? Are you a lazy work person? Like if you truly evaluate it yourself, are you lazy? Or are you on also maybe the flip side of focusing on all the wrong things in the sense of doing all the wrong things. Like those people that you meet that are trying to like help out in the church and they're just so overextending themselves in every area that they are more burnt out than the people who are lukewarm, not really like being involved more than going to church every Sunday and Wednesday and reading their Bible then and, you know, going to the church potluck, talking to people and, oh, I'll be praying for you. Um, because that also is wrong focus. And it really truly goes back to where is your focus? You know, where is your heart's attitude? It goes back to the concept Jesus said, do not be lukewarm, either be hot or cold, but do not be lukewarm. That's what Yeshua is telling you. 
And with that, you really do. You need to be careful because slothfulness is a silent, deadly drug that I feel like is captivated a lot more hearts than people realize in our culture and society. And it's it can even be translated to just Netflix binge and chill, you know, just going home and mindlessly scrolling. And a lot of that also maybe goes to from just being emotionally colorblind, which is a totally different topic that I'm not going to get on today. But there's a lot of people struggling with that. And they are. They're just so out of touch with their emotions and so out of connection with that heart and soul reality because they're so busy and distracted with things of this world that their focus is not on the things that truly matter, you know? And so without even pursuing something, they've just let fear shut it so down and numb themselves out that they're just, I'm content right where I am. But if you look at the Bible, you see the exact opposite of that. You don't see a Bible of content people. You see people that took risks. You see people that did daring things. You see people that if you actually really think about their stories, they were very messed up. They were very gut-taking, risk-taking, about to murder their own son kind of stories. And that is action. That was not lukewarm. That was either on fire or burning cold to the point you've got dry ice on your skin. It was one or the other because every lukewarm person you saw it didn't end well for them. And yeah, there was definitely people that were zealous for the wrong things and it didn't end well for either, but there was a different sort of punishment given to those who were lukewarm and slothfulness. And so wherever you are today, I really just challenge you, are you lazy at your work? Even just in your job today, maybe you're just doing your work, you know, clocking in, clocking out, doing just the bare minimum, this, that, the other, what's the point of life? Maybe that's you. You know, so where is your life? Where is your heart? And are you just using God as basically a blanket cover, you know, an explanation for everything in your life? Oh, this, that, the other. Yep, God's got it. God's got this, you know, because you don't actually want to get in touch and actually talk to him and be like, you know, Lord, I'm actually really scared right now. Like, I'm really fearful. I'm worried. I'm happy. I'm joyful. I'm excited. And you're just, oh, yep, I'm content in Christ. Because you're using that as an excuse to make yourself maybe even look better because you don't actually want to take the risk and do hard things and actually pursue what he's been calling you to pursue. Because I can guarantee at the gates on Judgment Day, there's going to be a lot of people that were content in Christ. But in reality, that was just an excuse for lazy slothfulness. And he's going to be like, get behind me, Satan. I do not know you, you wicked servant. Because there's a lot of people who used content in Christ as just an excuse for their numbed out fear because they didn't want to do something unknown, something that was hard, something that was uncomfortable. And maybe that's you. And I really challenge you, if that is, to get yourself unstuck from this inwardly neutral going nowhere state before it's too late. And I know this podcast was kind of more of like a rant just kind of going. It wasn't really like a step-by-step on how to help. But sometimes those are the best podcasts And this was just something like really been laying on my heart is like following the Lord, pleasing the Lord should be something at which we should all seek to excel at, you know, not something that we just do bare minimum, you know, it should be the advancement of his kingdom. And that's something that we should continually seek and understand and seek to pursue, you know, seek first the kingdom and not be intellectually lazy with, not be lazy at our work, not be lukewarm, not be slothful, but truly understand it. And not just misinterpret what it actually means and truly start to dive in and understand what it means to truly be content in Yahweh. 
and not what the world kind of proclaims is, oh, I'm content in Christ, you know, because there's a big difference. If you enjoyed this podcast, I encourage you to subscribe and listen for more. And I hope it really encouraged you in some way today. Thank you so much. Peace out, Girl Scouts.